I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Trapinch. I also love Dune. Dune was the first novel to utterly grip me when I was a young boy. I remember sitting in the corner of the playground and reading a couple more chapters rather than playing with my friends. Dune's mix of feudal human drama and interstellar scope set the template for epic space operas, but perhaps the most interesting things it gave us were the enormous sandworms. The worms are kaiju-sized beasts which swim through the shifting sands of the desert planet Arrakis and eat everything from travellers stranded on the dunes to whole city-sized mining operations in a single gulp through their enormous moor. This imagery has been co-opted by any number of films, comic books and video games, be they sci-fi or fantasy. I don't have time to go into all the ways Star Wars was inspired by Dune, but the great and mighty Sarlacc is very clearly inspired by the worm. Trapinch is our first, though certainly not last, Pokemon which swim through the sands in the same mould as the worms. It's an odd mix of cute and terrifying, with an adorable tiny stubby body and enormous head, but a horrendous set of sharp snapping jaws. Trapinch digs a funnel of sand and buries itself at the bottom, chomping down on any prey that's unlucky enough to stumble into the trap. Most Pokedex entries read like this one from Pokemon Ruby, telling us, Trapinch's nest is a sloped, bowl-like pit dug in sand. This Pokemon patiently waits for prey to tumble down the pit. Its giant jaws have enough strength to crush even boulders. With Trapinch's snapping mouth thrashing around at the base of the pit, it strongly resembles the computer-generated beak that was added to the Sarlacc in the special edition version of Return of the Jedi. The name Trapinch is a simple combination of trap and pinch, pretty neatly summarising what Trapinch gets up to. The Japanese name is Nutkra, which seems to come from Nutcracker. Trapinch's powerful chomping jaws do bring to mind a Nutcracker, though it is a slightly odd connection. In the anime episode Bug, Borrow and Steal, in which Trapinch made its debut digging a maze of underground tunnels in which Ash and Friends got lost, Meowth suggested Team Rocket gather them up for use as nutcrackers. While at the human scale, monsters under the sand opening up their mouths and devouring us is the stuff of fantasy, in miniature, Trapinch is actually inspired by a real-life bug. The antlion, also known as the doodlebug, is a terrifying beastie, which digs a cone-shaped trap just like Trapinch, and devours ants and other prey with similarly oversized pinchers. It has an adult flying form, and we'll get into that life cycle a little later, but is most infamous in this predatory larval stage. For this reason, Trapinch actually starts out with an incredibly high attack stat for an unevolved first form in a three-stage family. While Trapinch takes inspiration from these bugs, it isn't a bug-type Pokemon, but a pure ground-type. This is perhaps because its evolution goes in an exciting different direction. Before it gets too wacky though, this antlion matures into a sensible adult form, when at level 35, Trapinch evolves into Vibrava. 
Mature antlions superficially resemble dragonflies, and Vibrava is a fairly lifelike flying bug Pokémon, with diamond-shaped wings and big eyes. Like Trapinch, it eschews the bug typing to remain purely a ground-type Pokémon, in this case not even developing into a flying type. Perhaps this is because it can't fly very far. Pokémon Sapphire tells us, Vibrava's wings have not yet completed the process of growing. Rather than flying long distances, they are more useful for generating ultrasonic waves by vibrating. Other Pokédex entries get more in-depth about these vibration techniques. Heartgold and Soul Silver tell us, It vibrates its wings vigorously, creating ultrasonic waves that cause serious headaches. Ultra Sun tells us, It vibrates its wings to generate ultrasonic waves, causing its prey to faint. Then it buries the prey alive in the sand to preserve it. And Ultra Moon tells us, It vibrates its wings to send out odd sound waves. Trainers who are with it need earplugs. Many insects do use vibrations to create loud sounds, like cicadas and crickets, and though they can be very annoying, and even headache-inducing for those wanting to sleep, they are hardly a form of attack. The name Vibrava, which is the same in English and Japanese, combines vibrate with lava. The vibrations are obvious, but it is a little surprising that this is still considered a larval Pokémon. In most species of insect, including the antlion, once they have wings and are flying about, their growing days are pretty much over. Not so for Vibrava. Pokémon Sapphire tells us, Vibrava's wings have not yet completed the process of growing. Rather than flying long distances, they are more useful for generating ultrasonic waves by vibrating. Pokemon Moon tells us, To help make its wings grow, it dissolves quantities of prey in its digestive juices and guzzles them down every day. Which is actually an apt description of the larval antlion which must trap and eat quite a number of bugs before it can develop. While normal insects would be done developing at this stage, Vibrava still has a wild final stage to show us. At level 45, Vibrava evolves into Flygon. Flygon is just a cool Pokémon. We are no longer in the realm of realistic biology, but instead the fantasy I talked about at the start of the episode. In simple terms, Flygon is a dragon, which takes some imagery from the dragonfly. It has round, bug-like eyes, though in fact they are goggles under which it has quite ordinary eyes. It has somewhat dragonfly-like wings, and an elongated shape, but it also has a scaly reptilian hide and a cute little face and body. The name Flygon, which again is the same in English and Japanese, of course, just combines fly and dragon, and has obvious connections to dragonfly. Flygon made its first appearance in the movie Jirachi Wishmaker, where it helped Ash battle against the abomination of a false Groudon in the finale, and made a very cool impression. More recently, Go has caught a Flygon in Pokemon Journeys. The Pokedex takes a wild turn at this stage. Trapinch and Vibrava could pretty much teach you real facts about a real bug, well, Flygon is all epic dragon stuff. Pokemon Ruby tells us, 
Ligon is nicknamed the Elemental Spirit of the Desert. Because its flapping wings whip up a cloud of sand, this Pokémon is always enveloped in a sandstorm while flying. Sapphire tells us, Flygon whips up a sandstorm by flapping its wings. The wings create a series of notes that sound like singing. Because the singing is the only thing that can be heard in a sandstorm, this Pokémon is said to be the desert spirit. And Ultra Moon romantically tells us, People continue to have their hearts stolen by its enchanting songs, and find themselves stranded in the desert. I don't want to sound obsessed, but this all totally sounds like something out of Dune. Just saying. Often, if one Pokémon is mentioned in another Pokémon's Pokédex entries, it's because they're rivals, they're fighting, or one is eating the other. Here, we have a rare case of a fun friendship. Pokémon Ultra Sun tells us, By flapping their wings, Flygon cause sandstorms that conceal Crocodile. The team then splits the prey they catch. All this talk of sandstorms is pretty appropriate for Flygon. While it isn't the most explicitly powerful monster, in the third and fourth generations, it held a pretty significant niche in the competitive video game. The game was dominated by the dual threats of Sandstorm and Spikes, which would damage Pokémon over time or on every switch. Flygon, with a ground typing and a levitate ability, was immune to both, and also well suited to switching back and forth with teammates due to a strong type combination. It's just a shame that it never received a Mega Revolution or a Gigantamax form when a lot of its stablemates were getting them. This led to Flygon being a little bit forgotten in the 6th generation onwards. The Antlion is a real bug, which seems incredible, and whose name comes from medieval folklore. This Pokémon family takes the real-life creature and elevates it into a magnificent dragon, like the folklore of old. Music for Luke Pokémon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, producing, and editing is by me, Luke Summerhays. Funding comes from Patreon. If you want to support the show, help to keep it online and hear episodes early, go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. There you can find other shows my friends and I make, like Monster Mash, a Monster Hunter podcast, with a format like this one but far more banter, and Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, on which we covered the recent Dune movie, and a little while back we talked about the older movie with a man intimately involved in the production. Our next couple of Pokémon will be Cacnea and Swablu, so get in touch about those or any other monster on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love Trapinch, and remember, I love you too. <laughs>